Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Human vulnerability is almost completely ignored in the security awareness space. But why is that? Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. It's time to change the focus and bring it back to the human factor. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. Assessing the constantly evolving human risk is how we make our company safer and more secure. I'm Connor Swan, CEO of Insecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. It is your host, Connor, CEO of FinSecurity, and I am back today talking about how will artificial intelligence play into cybersecurity. Now, that is an incredibly large topic, and I could take it in a hundred million different ways. And I'd like to caveat all this with one thing. I am not an expert in AI in any way, shape, or form. I've just had many conversations with friends, with security experts, with practitioners and developers who work on artificial intelligence and other various related systems. So I have, I guess, some opinions that are influenced by those thoughts and those conversations as well. First and foremost, I believe at this point, artificial intelligence and using AI in tools is mostly marketing buzzwords for most companies. There's this whole concept of acronym bloat, right? AI. The letters A and I ended up in so many random tools that you're like, how the hell is this even working like this? It doesn't make sense. Now, there are some incredibly useful things that you could do, like triaging support tickets. I've talked to a lot of partners about that and giving recommendations uh, using artificial intelligence based on some context clues that the ticket can provide itself has been super, super important. But I still believe that AI at this point is largely marketing buzz for, for most companies that end up implementing it. So will, will it, question I always ask myself, will AI have an impact on social engineering? So I've always said this, uh, there are really largely two types of social engineering. There is incredibly targeted social engineering, like a malicious actor will choose your company based upon something it sees on LinkedIn. It'll create an organizational chart based upon publicly available information. It'll then trace some contact information for the employees that it would like to target. It'll know who they work with and who their direct manager is, so on and so forth. There's a lot of information. If you, if you don't believe me, there is an incredible amount of information about most companies available on the internet, either for free or just for you know a few few dollars. So finding companies to target and then getting information is not difficult to do. The second type of social engineering that I see is this scattershot where there is several hundred thousand email addresses in a queue of some sort. And this malicious actor sends an incredibly, what should be stupid and easy to recognize fish or text message or uh, LinkedIn DM or Facebook messenger request that should be recognizable. So it's not, it's not tailored to the people. It's not unique to the company. It's not unique to that individual. It's like, well, if I send this to a few hundred thousand people, I'll end up getting somebody that's larger than mentality. So those are two incredibly targeted and incredibly not targeted. And I would say the incredibly targeted emails uh, or social engineering attempts, I'm not convinced that AI, and let's just 
let's use the words ChatGPT here because it can end up like writing emails and text messages and stuff for you. But I'm not convinced that these incredibly targeted forms of cyber attacks are going to be impacted by artificial intelligence. And the reason I don't believe that is because it, the humans are already way better at spending the time diving into it and understanding why, who this company is, why they act the way they do, and how to specifically uh, target and attack them. So one of the main reasons I don't believe that a artificial intelligence will have a huge impact on that kind of attack is humans are already the best at it. AI, ChatGPT, for, you know, if you want to describe what it's really valuable at right now in a large sense, it's, it's great at getting rid of the blank page, whether that's writing a prompt or whether that's even drawing with something like Dolly or whether that's a painting. It, it is great at removing writer's block or art, like a, the, the block that a typical artist will have when it's just them versus the blank canvas or the blank page. And by the time a malicious individual has decided to target a company and then puts the effort in to target them exclusively, the black page is already gone and they don't, they don't really need, they don't really need to provide that. Uh, they don't need AI to provide that at all. So they've already done it themselves. So will artificial intelligence have an impact on the scattershot ones? Uh, I think it'll have a small impact. And here's why. How many people have seen emails and text messages that immediately get like you immediately qualify them as phishing scams because there's a misspelling. I'm a human and I misspell things all the time. But very quickly, uh, AI tools such as ChatGPT and other and other prompt writing tools are they're just going to be able to write things with better language, whether that's English or whether that's any other language. They're going to do it without an incredible amount of uh, misspellings and typos. And also, they'll probably get way better at grammar and syntax. So whereas before grammar and syntax are incredibly hard, like English is an incredibly hard language to learn if it's not your native language, ChatGPT could get could help somebody who speaks English kind of well, but not great, write as if they are a way better writer than they would as if un unless they were on their own. And so I could see there being, you know, a slight uptick in the, the quality of the grammar, the quality of the English and all that stuff uh, around those scattershot time uh, kind of phishing emails and phishing text messages. Another thing that a, a few folks have brought up to me, at least security concerns around ChatGPT. Now, I believe, I believe ChatGPT, is, I, I take it with a grain of salt, I believe ChatGPT is coming out with a way where you can actually keep all your data private. But a big concern early on was all of your prompts, anything you feed into it, and all of the information you generate, not owned by you. In fact, it's completely owned, almost completely owned by the company. And it's available. So if you're, if you're using, you know, your client's information or your information to do anything, it's not yours anymore. And it's available to, um, wherever you plug this into. So data privacy was a huge concern that a lot of friends of mine have. There's actually a really, really funny story that I love to talk about is, uh, there'll be a link to it in the show notes about a lawyer, uh, this poor guy, Stephen Schwartz, uh, who used chat GPT to make up case law unintentionally. And so this New York Times article is basically said this lawyer, this lawyer used ChatGPT to say, is there case law to uh, defend or not like defend X, Y, or Z? ChatGPT came up with a bunch of stuff. And then this lawyer asked it, okay, did you make up these cases or all these real cases? And then ChatGPT doubled down and said, no, we did not make up these cases. These are completely accurate. And now he's actually in a huge amount of trouble where 
you might get disbarred and not even be able to practice law as a result of using ChatGPT to make up some BS that doesn't exist. And so I could also, uh, a concern that I would have is the abuse of ChatGPT to generate what is seemingly real, seemingly true and authentic information. And then most people, at like lawyers are incredibly intelligent people on average. So if this person was able to get fooled by ChatGPT, what is an average individual going to do when they're using ChatGPT to ask it questions? They're not going to be able to ascertain, is this making something up completely? Are they going to be able to use their own logic and critical thinking to understand if this is all made up? Who knows? It's just there. They're, so there could be a concern with absolutely horribly generated, completely fake and unrealistic uh, information and data that people should people should look out for. I think it's incredibly hilarious, hilarious for me because I'm not a lawyer that ChatGPT made this up. He brought it in front of a judge, and the judge basically was like, I'm, "What the heck is this? Like, why are you? What are you? What are you talking about? This is at." And then the, now this person is threatening to get disbarred as a result of essentially lying in court. Uh, and the fact that he used ChatGPT doesn't matter. It's that guy lied in court, and so that's a big, 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 big problem. There's also uh, a lot of people. Uh, I forget who I was talking to. It was a professor at a university about the use of ChatGPT to generate essays and, and and stuff like that. And I thought her take on it was incredibly great. It was essentially, hey, these tools are here. People are going to use them whether we like it or not. So we should just get better at understanding and trying to teach them how to use them productively and um, use them well so that they're not being malicious in any way, shape or form and so that they're not lying. We should teach students how to use these productively, not tell them they can't use them at all. And I thought that was great as well is, you know, if ChatGBT, if other tools that are probably going to come out over the next year, maybe even several months from now, are going to be in existence, people are going to use them. And instead of shying away from it, we should look to adopt it as safely and effectively as possible. Last thing I would look out for is just a personal pet peeve of mine. And a buddy of mine, Wes Spencer, has talked about this at length online and with me privately. Just acronym bloat. Putting the words A, the letters A and I in an acronym where it didn't belong in the first place, doesn't, doesn't make your tool any better. In fact, it just generates additional confusion. That's not what marketing should do. That's also not what anyone should aim to do. It's just to generate additional confusion. So acronyms keep getting bloated. AI used as a marketing buzzword most often, whereas, you know, you don't need to use the words AI. And, you know, if you listen to the previous episode, don't sell your tool, sell the outcome. So if you're going to use AI in your marketing, if you're going to say, hey, we use tools that use AI or we have tools that use AI that we uh, provide services on your behalf when we use them. Okay, why does, why does anyone care? Does that provide a better outcome? How so? Are you making a client more secure by using that stuff? Can you defend that? Can the tool you're using, the company you're working with defend that? These are the real questions that I would rather answer and, and ask is buzzwords are great. You know, they get people's eyeballs and whatnot. But if there's no substance behind additional value, it's just BS marketing buzzwords that don't make sense and aren't going to matter at the end of the day, aren't going to create additional security and aren't going to generate additional outcomes. So always, always be aware of that. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can find me on LinkedIn or find me, find our company at uh, phinsec.io. We work with partners all the time. I talk about stuff like this with them all the time. So always happy to chat about it whenever you have a free moment. Once again, I'm Connor, CEO at Finn. 
host of the podcast you just spent your time listening to. So thank you for joining and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.